Hello and welcome to the Saturday Down South Podcast. I'm Connor Gura. He is Chris Marley. Chris, brackets are out. It's NCAA tournament time. How many have you filled out so far? 18. Oh, goodness. I really hope you're not filled out 18 brackets. <laughs> I'm That's, at 7 right now. I'm on my way. Oh, that, that person is the absolute worst. We're going to get to the, the... Later on, we're going to get to the NCAA tournament bracket people that you hate the most. Um, and we're going to talk about all things NCAA tournament. But to, before we do that, we gotta we got to rewind a little bit and recap how we got to this point. Uh, an SEC record eight teams are in the NCAA tournament, in case you haven't heard. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, how we got to this point was Kentucky doing what it does, winning the SEC tournament, fourth in a row for the Wildcats. And uh, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, but. So last week I said that we were just a couple of football guys doing a basketball podcast. But we were actually a couple of basketball guys who were just going to tell you what was going to happen. We're just basketball experts, apparently, because I told you that Kentucky was going to win the NCAA or was going to win the SEC tournament, and I told you that Shady Gilgis Alexander was going to be the tournament MVP. And what happened this past weekend? All right, both those things happened. That being said, I told you what bubble team was going to have the biggest impact in the tournament. True. I told you whose bubble is going to be burst. And you asked, what double-digit seed is going to make the biggest impact? I said Georgia. We're on fire right now. I, I think that we are the two leading experts when it comes to all things hoops. I think we established yeah. that with our with our track record. Um, actually, I should preface that by saying I thought Alabama was actually going to lose in the first round, and then Colin yeah, Sexton. Yeah, I haven't forgot that at all. Yeah, uh, and you were right on the money about that. You said that Colin Sexton was going to... Um, was going to lead Alabama. They had the easiest. They had the easiest path, and that proved to be the case. the The buzzer beater that he had against Texas A and M was the stuff of legend. A finger roll, yes. basically, to save Alabama's NCAA. Six tournament feet away chances. from the basket. <laughs> I've never finger seen a shot roll, like that. Finger roll, tied roll. That sounds inappropriate, but it's not. That was, it was a great day. That was a headline somewhere. That had to have been a headline. <laughs> that's that's great. I, I love the fact that the like Colin Sexton single handedly like put Alabama on his back and just yeah. took them to new heights. And that's exactly what they needed to do. It's funny because we were talking to Joe Cox last week about why you should talk yourself off the ledge, so to speak, as an Alabama fan, having lost you know five in a row coming in, the tide had. And he said, well, big-time players make big-time plays in March, and that's exactly what Colin Sexton did. He was yeah. electric. I would argue that he is the most electric player in the country right now. He outscored Auburn in the second half by himself. It's amazing. I, mean, I, I don't know if Auburn fans are listening to this right now because they had a really tough, really tough day in the tournament. Like not not tournament, like as a whole, just the one day they were involved. Ooh, um, that's, that's some shade. Yeah, that's, that's a shade. lot of shade. Yeah, a lot of shade. Call me a tree because I'm throwing some shade right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm I'm impressed with the fact that we you know served our purpose as as experts and predicted Tennessee and Kentucky would battle it out. For a championship, and that's exactly what happened in Tennessee. I think if Tennessee doesn't run into a buzzsaw in Kentucky, you know, the Vols are cutting down the nets for the first time since 1979. It was an incredible tournament. It was great from start to finish. And now here it sets up the NCAA tournament where we have eight SEC teams that are seated between number th- a number three seed and a number nine seed. And that just kind of tells the story of the SEC this year, the fact that there's not that one dominant team, but at the same right. time there are a lot of really good teams that could make some noise in March, I think there are a lot of people waiting to see if this this league is going to be represented well in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, eight teams. It's a record eight teams 
but not a single good matchup or draw, I feel like, from the entire field. Yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal to, to be an SEC team and to get that 8-9 that draw that Alabama got because you're thinking you're on cloud nine there after beating you get the you beat our we beat our rival we we were down 10 at the half we outscore them by 28 in the second half and now we get matched up with Vatek from the ACC and then if if they they beat a team that's beat Virginia UNC and Duke this year then they got to play Villanova yeah good luck with that that'll be fun yeah <laughs> should be a lot of fun yeah no, there were no shortage of storylines. Colin Sexton, of course. Um, I could watch Colin Sexton and TJ Starks play one-on-one for like the rest of March and be totally fine, I think. Yeah, that would be fine. That, it was that entire tra- – like Colin hits, hits a, a shot to go up one – or to go up two, I'm sorry. And then Starks comes down, hits a – I thought just a dagger. Looked like it. There's, we, we go up two with 14 seconds to go in the game. So all I'm yelling at the TV is, don't give up a three. Don't give up a three. Don't give up a three. Anything else is fine. And Starks comes down. The same guy that got into, like him and Colin got at each other, kind of got into his head in the previous matchup, like four days before this game, they got into a little bit of a, little bit of a physical altercation. And this kid okay. comes up and hits a three with 4.4 seconds to go. Uh, it just and then and then somehow somehow after that, Kevin Sumlin took over and decided he was going to call plays on defense and Les Miles was going to do the clock management and they just both decided no one's going to guard uh, Colin Sexton the best player in the entire tournament until he gets to half court. Love how we got six minutes in before football reference. <laughs> um, That's good. It's a record. Yeah, no, I think we're usually a lot a lot sooner than that. Um, but you have a team like Texas A&M that still gets into the NCAA tournament, knew that the Aggies knew that they were going to be in, most likely, uh, you know, gets to face Providence in the first round, and that's going to be a really tough matchup. A yeah. lot, of, a lot. My one of my takeaways from the SEC tournament was that you have these teams like like A&M, Auburn, Florida, Mizzou, all of whom don't win a game, but they're going to have to turn it around in a hurry and be able to sort of rally whatever. You know they can in these four days and and try and figure it out in the NCAA tournament and who knows maybe maybe one of those four teams can be streaky and beat a number one seed or something like that but they are such mysteries right now uh, Florida especially I thought Florida was going to come out yeah. much better against Arkansas and that did not prove to be the case um, well the bottom half of that bracket like we talked about last week I, I kept bringing it up it it was easily it was it was bottom heavy it, it was. was bottom heavy it was it was a Beyonce Knowles issue if you guys know what Whoa. I'm saying you- if you guys Oh yeah, you know exactly what I'm saying. I meant that. Regardless, it was it was a very bottom heavy seed. So Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Mississippi State, those are four of the top six teams like from Vegas that were favored to win the entire tournament. And they're all in the same bottom half of that bracket. That being said, I mean, yeah, if there's anything the college football playoff taught us, you wanna lose early. You wanna not play in that that title game for your conference. And then backdoor your way into a national championship. I'm just saying, it works. Yeah, it works. It's not the bad way to do it. Uh, that was eight minutes with uh, an SEC football, <laughs> less miles reference, and then an Alabama winning a national championship reference. We would, expect, we would expect nothing less from you. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing if those teams can turn it around. Um, Mizzou, though. Mizzou might be the most intriguing team going into the NCAA tournament because they get that 8-9 matchup, and you're sitting there wondering if they can beat Florida State. And wondering if Michael Porter Jr. is going to be Michael Porter Jr. I mean, he comes right. back. I, I thought that was a 
a tough matchup for for him and just for Mizzou in general. Looking back now, you predicted that Georgia was going to be the double-digit seed that was going to make some noise. You're Nostradamus. That I mean, ended up working out. Mizzou has been, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to come down on them at all or, or be negative about like because they've they had the number one player in the country, the number one overall player in the country coming out of high school. I think he was number two. He was number one, and they had him for two minutes. For two minutes. And so he finally comes back. Like, I mean, like, imagine that. Like, that's not, it's not football where it's like, well, we had the number one quarterback in the country. He had a red shirt or something stupid like that. The number one basketball player in a one-and-done society in this entire sport, this kid's out for two minutes, and he's out for the rest of the year. So he, for some reason, they don't start him, which makes no sense. That but was Mizzou's weird. been bad. It's really weird. Mizzou's been bad for the most part. Like, or not bad, inconsistent, I'll say, all year. I mean... They, they go on runs, they beat Bam on the road by 10, and they are like great in their own division, and they're really tough at home. But then they do inexplicable things like lose to Ole Miss, the worst team in the entire conference, at home literally three days after their, their head coach resigns. Yeah, it makes, it makes no sense. Mizzou is such a tough team to figure out. And I think that Georgia matchup was tough because you're trying to fit in your best player all of a sudden against a team that defends really well. So, right. you know, Georgia put the clamps on, and that was a really tough go after Mizzou got off to that great start. And now you're kind of wondering what Mizzou's going to be able to do in the NCAA tournament. They get Florida State in the first round, and Florida State is a team that likes to get up and down the court. They're a very high-scoring team, and maybe that's a little bit better for Mizzou and getting into right. some sort of rhythm offensively, big guys who like to run the floor. I'll be interested to see if those guys can can figure it out. And then, oh, by the way, your second-leading scorer, Jordan Barnett, <laughs> accused of a DWI like right before the NCAA tournament. That's exactly what you want to hear. Um, and again, it makes like in this day and age, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes in my no, life. Oh, you? Yeah, I know, right? And yeah. and and I'm a big fan of you know Gary Pinkle. He had a DUI. Former Mizzou head coach in football. Loves his red wine. I love my red wine. All I'm saying is Uber's a real thing, guys. How are you getting DUIs nowadays? It's not uh, a plug. I mean, or this- Lyft. It's with a Y, not an I. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. We have, if if an advertiser wants to come and say Uber or Lyft, just just saying, throwing it out there. You guys want yeah. to throw some bones, but we'll we'll say to all college kids or any any human being really in general, if you're not if you don't <laughs> one of those apps right now, by now, I mean, come on, like get what are that you app. Doing? I you know college kids mis- make mistakes, but I mean, goodness, get get you get you some Uber. It'll uh, right. it'll make a difference. Um, so. Before we get to our interview with Adam Spencer, we talk a lot more Mizzou stuff. I promise you that's not going to be the only Mizzou stuff that we talk about uh, on this podcast. But before we do that, we've got to talk about our friends at Ticket City. Yes. Surely in a record-setting year for the SEC, our listeners are going to want to travel to the NCAA tournament, even if they're Kentucky fans going all the way up to Boise. You would, you would think that, right? Boise's a, it's a, an odd city, but yes, yes. It's a long trip, but you're going to need some tickets Lucky for you, Ticket City is the quickest and easiest place to go for your tickets. They have the cheapest tickets, and all of their tickets come with a 100% Ticket City guarantee. All of our listeners can get $20 off their SEC basketball orders today. That's 20 less, get ready for this, that's 20 less Sacagawea coins that you have to fork over. Yeah, those are the little dollar coins. You remember those? You remember those things? Uh, again, again, that's Easter candy. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you you're wrong about what like you've been saving your entire life. That, that's okay. chocolate. No, that's that's not chocolate. That's that's a real dollar. I got six of those for Easter one time, and it was the best thing ever. So um, it was yeah. six dollars, Connor. It was six dollars. Hey, six dollars for a sixth grader is like 
six million dollars. So just saying. also a good point. Um, all you need to do is go to TicketCity.com, find the best tickets for your game, and enter the discount code SDS20 while checking out. That's SDS20. So go to TicketCity.com and save on all of your SEC tickets today. Now, here's our interview with Adam Spencer. We're excited to be joined by our own Adam Spencer. Adam, before we continue this interview, I, I need to know something. Please tell me that you only fell out one bracket. Yeah, I, I might enter it in a place or two, but uh, it's always the same bracket. Okay, good. We're, we can continue then. I was going to have to cut you off there if we uh, we were having like eight different brackets. Okay, that's good. Um, we're going to get to some NCAA tournament talk in a bit here, but given your area of expertise, I've got to start with a, a pretty simple question here. Michael Porter Jr. was back, albeit not at 100% yet. Still, though, what, what happened to Mizzou and St. Louis? They just got lit up from three-point land, and that's been a problem lately. Uh, their defense, it doesn't extend very well. They get into foul trouble, and that, that hurts them. You know, there was a lot of things that went on. And, uh, you know, Georgia was probably a little better than a number 12 seed with uh, Yante Mayton and some of those guys. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough game to watch, but, you know, a lot of Mizzou games are, so it wasn't that different. Um <laughs> But it, yeah, it was nice to see uh, it was nice to see Michael Porter back out there, and I thought he played pretty well given the circumstances. So you know, I'm excited to see what he can do in the tournament. So, I mean, I feel like we're not giving enough respect to Yante Maiden in Georgia, and the other teams that went into the SC tournament this weekend, because I respect Mizzou, I respect Michael Porter Jr. However, I don't think that was a storyline leaving this weekend in St. Louis. That being said, who are you most impressed by after the tournament? Kentucky. I mean, it's got to be Kentucky, right? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they looked they looked great. Uh, you know, their uh, last seven games, you know, they're 6-1 or something like that, or maybe it's last eight and they're 7-1. You know, they cruise to the victory. Like, how, what more do you want from a... They shot 89% from three. <laughs> Yeah, they'll do that. Wenyon Gabriel, man, uh, that was that was some good stuff. I'm I'm glad he uh, made the all tournament team. I would have maybe even given him the player of the tournament. That honor, of course, goes to uh, Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander. Um, incredible performance Here by we go. Kentucky. Yeah. Oh no, we'll get to we'll get to that. We got plenty of time for that. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of Kentucky is one of those intriguing SEC teams. Uh, in the NCAA tournament here, but you know, with them, with uh, Michael Porter Jr. back, you know, Mizzou, I think, is kind of the most intriguing of all. I know they get that tough draw with the eight-nine matchup in the first round, and then you get you got to probably face a one seed. But what what Tiger squad are you expecting to see in the NCAA tournament here? So I'm going to have to go back and say that I, you know, do fill out two brackets: one where I put Mizzou <laughs> in the ball, and then I no. then I pulled that one up. Then I Wait, you had Mizzou winning it all? Let anybody else see it, and then I, you know, maybe I burn it, maybe I shred it. It's just therapeutic for me. It just feels good to have see their name under national championship, but you know that doesn't see the light of day. I only enter one draft <laughs> in places, and that one is not the one that Mizzou is winning it all in. But like you said, it it does look like they they can maybe make it to the Sweet Sixteen if all goes right. I mean. 
Xavier is a very what? good team, so I'm not I'm not thinking you know I'm not saying that they will beat Xavier, but if they get to that game, you know they match up pretty well with that. Um, you just got to stop Blue it, and I mean that's you know not many teams, only five teams have done that this year, but if you can do that, then uh, you got a chance. And uh, Xavier's the fourth number one seed, so it's possible, especially if uh, Porter lives up to expectations. All right. So that being said, okay, I know Mizzou has a really tough eight nine <laughs> matchup. Um, I that that I don't understand. That, that's got to be a difficult road to get through. Are there any other SEC teams uh, that might have a similar matchup that you would also feel uh, sympathetic for? I know Bama's an, uh, a nine seed going gets an eight seed and also to face Villanova in the Here second round. Go. So I was. <laughs> that's a very good point. I was so excited. For the SEC to get eight teams in, but almost every single matchup like seems like they're closed off to get to the Sweet 16. Out of all the teams that got in, who do you think has the best chance to advance deepest in the tournament? Which I know is a very generic question, but I mean, you're looking at Kentucky against Davidson, who's hot right now. You're looking at Bama going against Vatek and then Nova, and like you said, Mizzou going against a very good Florida State squad, and then maybe Xavier. What team has the best chance of advancing deep in the tournament? The best chance has to go to Tennessee. You know, that Wright State team, that was, uh, you know, they had a bit of an easier run at the conference title since uh, another team knocked off the number one seed in that tournament. Um, and then you got, then you got, let's see, then they got Miami. You know, Miami was not, the number one seed that some people were projecting that it would be this year. Um, you know, it's not one of Jim Laranega's best squads. And then the number two seed there, Cincinnati, if they get that far, you know, that's that's a team that they Looked match up well there. against, actually. That, uh, you know, the Cincinnati, their strength is defense, and so is Tennessee. I think Ken Palm has them number two and number four, with uh, Tennessee being number four. And then Tennessee has a slightly better offense, so... You know, I, I think Tennessee's got as good of a chance as any. And then Auburn, too. I know you're going to hate that, you know, being an <sighs> Alabama fan. But, uh, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm going the other way on Auburn. Everybody says that they're beat up and they limped to the finish line, which is definitely true. Like, that was not a great performance in the SEC tournament. But, you know, now they've we'll talk had about some it. rest. They've had some rest. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a Mizzou fan, they're in Kansas's bracket. And, you know, Kansas always yes. loses early. So. You can they never, don't have the refs uh, on their side anymore. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. You know, once they get out of Wichita there, they'll uh, head to, oh, man, Omaha is where they're going in the Midwest. Okay, they might have the refs for a little while longer. <laughs> also a good point. <laughs> as long as they don't have Big 12 refs, we're good to go. Yeah. Oh, man. My, my, I was going to ask you, okay, tell me why Auburn is going to get past the first round, but I, you just said it right then and there. <laughs> Give me give me a different reason though why this this offense can actually get something going when Bryce Brown doesn't absolutely go off. Well, yeah, I'm I'm sure you're gonna defend your piece. I'll give it a plug where you said uh, Charleston is going to beat him in the first round. I think that's what you had, right? Yes, it is very very good. You're reading, and you, I, I love it when somebody reads back something that I said. That is the best thing in the world, Adam. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive you for this stuff for the filling out multiple brackets. We're on good terms now. You're you're good to go. You can say whatever you want. All right, all right. I'll 
take advantage of that to say some stuff that you might not agree with here. But, uh, yeah, I think Jared Harper is good. Uh, you know, they've, they've got multiple options. And, yes, I mean, Bryce Brown is going to have to be great in this tournament. But if, if you're a good guard, this is when you have to step up. This is when guards dominate. And if you can't bring it in March, then, uh, you know, you don't deserve to be playing. And he showed that, you know, in that game against South Carolina, I know that they – didn't have their best performance but he showed you know when the sec regular season title you know a portion of it was on the line he stepped up and he just wouldn't let auburn lose and that's the kind of mentality that you have to have in these games whether it's against a team like charleston that not many people know much about or you know a a potential second round matchup against clemson which is also going to be tough but you know i think they match up pretty well with those and I, I can see him making it to the sweet 16 and if they have kansas then you know i'm gonna put them in the elite eight over kansas oh, love that i love the kansas hate Jeez, that is some strong kansas hate. well i mean ku ku west virginia has been just an absolute ridiculous ridiculous show from an officiating standpoint the entire season can we agree on that adam Oh yeah. I mean, the free throws in the in the in this not this past game, but the one before this, when they had thirty five, I think, to three. Yes, uh, two, I think, and yeah. I was just as mad as uh, Bob Huggins watching that game. You know, I think I scared my dog throwing a pillow or something across <laughs> the room. That was. It's uh, it's absolutely crazy how how much like they get from the officials in the Big Twelve. It it and like I know we like all joke around about like. And it's easy to complain about the refs, but it is an absolute joke from Big 12 officiating the, the benefits they get. No, I'm just glad to hear somebody else saying this, too. I, you know, I just get called a bitter Mizzou fan when I, when I say stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, if you watch these games, they're, it's ridiculous, the sort of calls that they get. And then they, you know, smack guys in the face and don't get called. So, right. You know, it's... it's, it's <laughs> It's always great to see them go down early in the tournament. And fortunately, you know, under Bill Self, uh, they do that a lot. I guess here's where I should mention that I grew up in Illinois, so I'm also kind of mad at Bill Self for, you know, leaving Illinois. Yeah, Adam, I, I grew up in Illinois too, so I, I, I remember I remember those days. And I, I, I 100% agree with the, the frustration for Bill Self. But I think, I, and i, I got to correct you, from a Mizzou fan, it's not bitter when you complain about Kansas. It's catty. So those are lame joke. I'm just going to silence <laughs> myself right. for the rest I'll... of the interview and move on. Okay. <laughs> all right, so uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about at all, but um, moving <laughs> forward with some SEC talk here. Uh, no, one of my, my best friends is from, is from uh, St. Charles, Missouri, so I've, I've heard the Kansas hate for a very long time. Um, that being said, I know a lot of the one seeds seem pretty difficult uh, to get past. There's no chance that all one seeds are going to make it to the Final Four. Given the field we have, who has the best shot, not just because they're ranking or their, their resume going into the tournament, who has the best shot as a one seed getting to the Final Four? I think you got to look at uh, Villanova. I think they're uh, going to take down Alabama up, man. in the second round there. And, uh, and then, <laughs> Adam, we were on the same page about so many I know, things, I and I, I set you up there with a soft toss. And I just, I had to, I had to blow it. I'm sorry, but, but yeah, you look at that bracket. You know, outside of Alabama, of course. You know, assuming that they there it is. get past Colin Sexton in the in the Crimson Tide there in uh, in Pittsburgh. 
you know, there's not a lot <laughs> left in there. You know, Purdue might be the only tough team left in, in there. Texas Tech faltered down the stretch. You've got Wichita State, who is overrated, in my opinion. West Virginia's yes. tough, but they always jump out to a big lead, and then they give it all back. And Villanova has some talented guards, too. They can match up with Javon Carter and everyone. So, you know, I just I just look at that, and I think, the safest bet of the number one seeds is Villanova simply because Virginia has Arizona in that bracket with them and Kentucky. I'm surprised you say that, honestly, like just because Purdue, Butler, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Florida, Wichita State, West Virginia, and I'm not gonna say Bama, I'll say I'll say Va Tech. That's a that's a tough <laughs> that's a tough uh region there. Anyway. Fair enough. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I know. The, Mar- I just think that the Virginia. Sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, you, you, you completely, Adam. I, I have already said I'm going to not say anything for the rest of the podcast. I'm going to let you say whatever you need to say. <laughs> and your place back in my good graces, all yours. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think you look at it and that Virginia. Like, I really want to pick Virginia to go to the Final Four, but just looking at it, they've. You know, Cincinnati is a very similar matchup for them. So I think, you know, that region just has some great defensive teams. And that's that's something that you can't overlook. You've got Cincinnati, who's a top five, Tennessee, who's a top five. And then you've got Virginia there. And so what's Virginia going to do when they go up against these teams that have the same strengths strength as them? And then you have Arizona or Kentucky, you know, it's going to have a talented offense in the Oh. Second round, and they they really haven't they really haven't played a guy like DeAndre Ayton yet. If he gets that far, and you know, I just I really like this Virginia team, but they're just going to have a lot of tough games in a row. Marler, I know your answer to this question, and we've 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 already gotten to that. We've discussed this at length. I know who you think got the most unfair draw in the NCAA tournament, and I know what it's John Calipari would probably say. No, it's not. It's it's. We're, this is the floor is Adams. Okay, we are talking to Adam here. This is we have we have already allowed you to say exactly how you feel about Alabama and getting that eight nine matchup. Adam, who got the most unfair draw of all the SEC teams? Well, it's got to be Kentucky again, and I know I'm going to get the groans here from Marler, but uh, <laughs> they've got to they've got to be the the most screwed team in the SEC. They are getting shipped off to Boise first of all. I used to live Beautiful in Utah, city. and I used to live in Utah, and you know, there's that drive to Boise is brutal, and there's nothing anywhere around there. They've got to fly in there, they've got to, you know, get used to the mountain time zone. Then they've got to maybe take on Arizona in the second round. That's not easy. And then let's say that they get that far, then they're going to have Virginia probably waiting for them. So, you know, I that's think that's going to be the worst that, offensive game in the entire tournament. Yeah, I think that that's definitely possible. And, you know, that Virginia would have the matchup, the defensive matchups to maybe hold Kentucky to, you know, under 50 points. But I'm going to give you another SEC team, too, that I think got a tough draw. I don't think that they got, you know, unfairly given a tough draw considering the way they finished the season. But Texas A&M, you know, they have a a tough bracket, the four-team bracket there with – you know, first round Providence. Providence, a legit school that has some huge wins this year, and then they win that, and then they've got North Carolina, the defending champions. You know, that made it all the way to the 
to the ACC title game and gave Virginia quite a run for it. So that's, you know, I'm not saying that Texas A&M doesn't deserve it because they didn't play well at all down the stretch. And then, you know, that was an exciting game against Alabama in the SEC tournament, maybe even the game of the tournament. That was a lot of fun to watch, but they lost. And so you don't get any favors from the selection committee when you, when you end the season the way that the Aggies did. All I'm saying is I was surprised that Bama got punished for beating Auburn by 18 points. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That oh. being said, uh, <laughs> they should have been an 11 seed. Anyway, moving forward. So most every single conference, most every single conference, the way it's always been, finishes up on Sunday, Selection Sunday, and we move forward into March Madness. This year's a little bit different. The Big Ten, one of usually one of the absolute best conferences for basketball in the entire country, they finish up their conference tournament a week early. I know Michigan wins. They beat Michigan State. Purdue's out early. They get an extra week of rest. Do you think that helps or hurts those teams from that conference? They only have four that got in. That being said, does it help or hurt, and do you think more conferences will go towards that format moving forward? So I think it's going to hurt Michigan the most. They were red hot during the Big Ten tournament, and when you're when you're that hot, you just want to keep playing. I think it's and then on the other hand, I think it benefits teams like Purdue and Michigan State who can sort of sit back and regroup. And you know, I just but when you're hot like Michigan is, it's just like well, let's keep playing, let's keep playing. You know, then you don't want to have two weeks off almost before your next game, and that's what they're going to be dealing with. So I'm going to be watching to see you know, what they can do in that first round. And then, you know, they play a, a hot Houston team if they – or San Diego State, I guess I shouldn't write off the Aztecs. But, you know, they could meet up with Houston in the second round. And Houston just gave Cincinnati all they could handle in the AAC tournament and, you know, had that big win on uh, over Wichita State. So, yeah, I, I just think that team – it's going to be an interesting matchup if Michigan gets past Montana and Houston takes care of business against San Diego state, because then you'll see that argument play out on the court. Like is Michigan going to be rested and Houston tired or, or is it not going to matter? And uh, yeah, but the Wolverines are for sure the team that's going to be the most affected by the long layoff. Yeah. Um, I, I've already got Michigan penciled in my national championship, so I might have to make a couple of, <laughs> um, we'll get you up. We'll get you out on this, on this one final note here. Um, you know, we've, that's my dumb prediction. I'll throw that out there. It's time to make you either look really smart or really dumb. Give me your team that, and maybe you haven't even filled out your bracket all the way yet, but give me your team that's going to win it all. It's going to be tough for me to pick against Villanova. You know, I've watched them play a lot this year. Damn it, Adam! I'm in, I'm in Philly right now, so you know, I've I've seen a lot of Villanova games. Uh, I picked them to win it all two years ago when they won it all. So you know, humble brag here, but you know, I've had some good success picking Villanova. So it's been, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch them play. And then you know, in the other side of the bracket, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of there, but. I've talked a lot about Arizona, and I know they're going to be a popular pick. I haven't filled out my bracket all the way yet, but we'll see how far I have Arizona going. Probably as far as you got Mizzou going in the national championship bracket. So, <laughs> Yeah, maybe. 
baby. We're not gonna we're not gonna let anybody see that bracket. Uh, uh, love it, love it. While the airway in, in the desk drawer, our listeners will definitely <laughs> totally not give you any flack for that if and when Mizzou um, bows out in the NCAA tournament. Adam, great, great stuff as always. We we appreciate you joining us. Um, yeah, definitely take a screenshot of that bracket and send it to us. We may or may not do a couple. M I Z. Oh yeah. MPJ. (laughs) It'll be fun to see. Adam, we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. That was good stuff from Adam. Hopefully Adam is not going to show that Mizzou bracket to the rest of the world. (laughs) Um, That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Our good friends at Cold Takes Exposed would love that. Um, the, The people that I dislike in the NCAA tournament, as I said with Adam... The people who fill out a billion brackets. I think it's the most like communist thing in the world. You ruin March for yourself. I hate that person. So I will start, I'll come in hot by saying that that person is one of my five least favorite people um, in March Madness. The people that, that you have to deal with. I want to know the NCAA bracket people that you hate dealing with. All right, power rankings for the worst people in March. It's definitely Karen from accounting that picks out the perfect bracket somehow even though she did no research, she's like, well, I like that mascot. It's a bulldog over a terrier, and I, somehow Wofford made the, like, the tournament this year. Real quick, bulldogs are the best mascot. I'm just going to throw that out there. Number one mascot what? in sports. Just saying. I mean, I I don't have to disagree. explain myself. That's, like, I don't have no, to explain myself. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you to because you're wrong, yeah. but it's fine. Yeah, sure. I mean, elephants are pretty damn good, Connor. Not even a real elephant, but whatever. We'll move on. Okay, baby elephants are the cutest things in the world besides koalas, so you back off. First off, yeah, if me, there was a koala... If, if, <laughs> if there was a koala, that yeah, I'd pick them the final four. Regardless, I'm Karen right now. That's the worst person in your entire bracket pool because they always make it to like the final round. Like They're somehow always in contention, and it's because, well, I like red over green, and this team had like red jerseys the first round. I'm like, well, no, they didn't. Not at all. Karen or Ken... Doesn't have to yes. be a female that doesn't do the research. A lot of males. Oh, that besides don't do the Nugent, research. not a not a not a big Ken fan of anybody. Yeah, that's a tough that's a tough name to have. Sorry for yeah. all you Kens out there. I feel like that's you're kind of put in a little bit of a of a hole of what you can be in in life if your name is Ken. I'm sorry, that's, Kenneth. Ken and Ken and Keith are two tough names to overcome <laughs> in my opinion. Um, the, the other person I, I don't hate Ken or Keith, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. The other person that I hate. To deal, to deal with at bracket time. The person who brags about their national champ winning a first-round game. That is the absolute worst, besides having multiple yeah. brackets. Dude, I don't care if Duke sweated out against Mercer. I don't need to hear about that nonstop. They're no. a 15 seed. If they don't beat Mercer, what are they doing on the floor? I mean, right. you, first you off, no Mercer beat Duke like three years ago. Shout-out to Bibb County. No big deal. That being said, yeah, no one cares. Stop giving out Saquon Barkley Heisman's in September Stop awarding yourself national championships in August, Georgia. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. Yeah, they should. They really should. It's, it's obnoxious. Like, it's no... Ugh, go on. Just go on. I'm, right. I'm going to get into it in a minute. So that person's the worst. Um, the, kind of along similar lines. The, the person who brags about picking one random upset, especially the 12-5. Right. If, if you pick the 12-5, congratulations. You probably picked a 12-C to go to advance every single time because it always happens. Big whoop. I, I, I award you no points, and I got a mercy on your soul. <laughs> That's also fair. Uh, the person that has the 13-4, uh, 12-5, 14-3, yeah, those are the most common upsets. We get it. It happens every year. Last year was the first time in the last decade a 12 didn't upset a 5. 
that's the same person that also has like three number ones in their final four. You know who I hate more than that? You know who I hate more than that is the person that like every year, like in Obama when he was in the White House, he would have like the annual special and Trump will do it this year hopefully. Like on ESPN, they'll be like, he'll Willie pick out though? his... Willie? Are we sure about he doesn't, that? I'm sure he doesn't know basketball. I forgot who it was that said he could nail like a free throw. I, there's no chance he has anything remotely close to like any kind of sound rhythm in the free throw line. That being said, if he does fill out a bracket, good for him. We're all doing it. But the person that's like, how's he have time to do that? Not fix the economy. Shut up. <laughs> Just yeah. shut up. That yeah, guy that is, is the worst. Yeah, that is pretty rough. It took 30 seconds. Same for you, Kenneth. Yeah, Ken. Ken is not getting a good show. This is no. not the best show for. If Ken. your name's Ken, actually, you know what? Good for you. Maybe maybe Ken is the person who I who I also dislike. Eh, we'll, we'll throw out hate. Um, the the person that I also don't like is the one who says I've got to watch basketball every day, all day for the next th- three weeks. Oh, n- on no. your own on this one, okay. yeah. Never mind, never mind. I am that person. I'm gonna. Take and again, again, like my favorite person. I know we just did a, a, a negative power five rankings. My favorite person, Mister Vasectomy. So, not just a fun fact, a real fact, the number one day of the entire calendar year to have a vasectomy is Wednesday before the tournament. Absolutely. Snip, snap, snip, snap. You have no idea the physical toll that three (laughs) vasectomies have on a person. Oh, that's a great Office quote. That is the single best episode of The Office ever. It's fantastic. Oh, so good. Oh, I love the dinner party. Um, something I, I don't like, and um, this is this is going to hit home. This is this is a pretty rough one. Uh, oh, I'm a tad already. Yeah, I know. Not you. Don't worry. Um, a person that's even closer to you or to me than you. Um, another person <laughs> that I don't like. That was really bad wording. I can't even. Talk real to weird. That. It's going to get yeah. real weird here in a second when you drop this line. All right. So the person that I don't like come this time of year is my wife because she always wins. Thank you. I was going to say the same thing about your wife, and now it's weird. Yeah, no, my wife dominates the, the March Madness pool every single year. And, and she, she's, not, she's not Karen from accounting. Let, let the record show. She does her homework. She knows stuff. She's throwing out stuff in the middle of the games like, oh, yeah, they, they're you know, 180th in rebounding in the country, and obviously they're getting crushed on the boards. Like, Yeah, Connor, your wife and I have been doing our own separate podcast for months. I don't know how to break this to you. Oh, my. Yeah. Also, that being said, just don't tell her she won. We okay. Well, this is on the internet. What kind of Stone Age? No, so you just write it in with a pencil or pen, like everyone does. I did it last year with a girl I was dating named Lindsay. And I'm sorry, you spelled Cincinnati wrong. There's a lot of ends, only two eyes. I think. I don't know. Sorry, you lost. If spelling counts in March Madness. Boom. Are you dating Lindsay anymore? Not at all. She's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Probably dumped you because of that. Says that you owe a lot of money. Um. <laughs> Okay, so she she is obviously. I'm basically gonna have to end up cheating off of her and her bracket pool because <laughs> that's just the better way to do it. I've realized, um, but I'm still gonna throw out some predictions there, and hopefully, I'll um, catch lightning in a bottle like I did with my SEC tournament. Here we go. Yep, just gonna throw that out there one more time. We're gonna do three separate categories here. First, though, I want your SEC team that's going to flop in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I'm gonna say it. It's Alabama. What? And the reason I say they're going to flop is because they're a trendy pick right now because of how well Colin Sexton played during the SC tournament. Petty came on a little bit in the second half against Kentucky. He hit like 14 points in like three minutes. That's like probably the most points he's had on the road in the last like two months combined. They were without Donta Hall at center. Um, they're a trendy pick right now because they have a lottery pick at point guard and they played pretty well. They were kind of hot. That being said, they lost by 23 to Kentucky. 
Vatek is a really, really good team. I don't think a lot of SEC teams got a, like a favorable draw. Kentucky won the damn SEC tournament and are a five seed. I think they're going to get past the first round, but they had to play Arizona after that. Tennessee has right state. Florida, I think. I think most SEC teams besides Texas A&M get past the first round and Mizzou. But yeah, Bam was going to be the biggest flop. Wow. All right, I'm going to go a little bit more bold. We're going to stick with the Iron Bowl. I'm going to go with Auburn. And I know <laughs> Auburn fans are going to probably hate me after this episode, but I've got Auburn losing in the first round. And I know that that's maybe a trendy pick because of how poorly they played against Alabama, and I get all that. But this is a team that's been really mediocre since Anthony, since Anthony McLemore went down. And I can't ignore that. And I just think that they're a team that ran out of gas. They're too reliant on Bryce Brown for their scoring. Here's a little stat I'm going to throw out for you. You realize that when Bryce Brown doesn't score 16 points, they're 3-6. and six. That's it. <laughs> Here's That's- another stat for you. Colin Sexton outscored them in the second half alone. And they didn't have... They were, they were up 10 at the half against Alabama as the one seed in the tournament. And they were... They are outscored 31-5 to five to start the second half. Oof, they didn't yeah, hit a field goal in the first 10 and a half minutes of the second half. That was awful. That was absolutely brutal. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't get that image out of my head. So my dumb yeah. brain is saying that Auburn is going to be the team that flops. Charleston There's no Cougars. chance they lose. There's no chance they lose to Charleston. Don't sleep on Charleston. The Colonial Athletic Association is coming up strong. Uh, Grant Riller, Joe Sheely, they can light it up. They've won 14 to 15 games. I'm just saying. So watch out, Auburn. Head on a swivel. Um, I'm picking Auburn just to throw it out there. I already got enough hate from Tennessee fans today because I think I'm a Georgia fan somehow on Twitter. That being said, yeah, I picked I picked Tennessee to win the SEC tournament. I'm going to pick Auburn to get to the second round. All right, I want your SEC team that's going to pull off the biggest upset. SEC team is going to pull off the biggest upset. It's kind of tough just because of how uh, everyone has. I mean, Florida. I don't think it's an upset because they're they're a higher ranked seed. I'm going to say Arkansas. I'm going to say Arkansas over Purdue. Ooh. So the Big Ten, for the first time this year, they they had uh, their conference tournament a week early. So they've had a week off to rest. Purdue is one of the hottest teams in the country going into February. Ever since then, they've had a giant fall off. I know that from gambling. That being said... Purdue made it to the Big Ten Championship, though. What's that? Purdue made it to the Big Ten Championship and lost to Michigan. No, they lost, but they won a few games. I'm just saying. More like per don't, boom, roasted. You're the first person to ever say that. Exactly. That being said, Arkansas has played very well throughout most of the season. Um, yeah, I think the week off is going to like hurt them more than help them. Uh, and I'm going to take Arkansas to get to the Sweet 16 over per don't. Wow. All right. Uh, I am not going with the sorry Arkansas fans. I, I can't get behind that one. Um, biggest upset in the tournament and maybe the game of the tournament, maybe it won't be as big of an upset if they're playing well as they are right now. I have Kentucky taking down number one Virginia. Just throwing it out there. I can see that, yeah. they got to beat Arizona first, though. Got to beat Arizona. DeAndre Ayton, I know he's he's a stud. Got to get past a really good Arizona team. That bracket is absolutely brutal. And for the record, I actually have Kentucky losing to Cincinnati in the, in the Elite Eight after that. So... Just, just saying, I think facing Virginia, having a week to prepare, I think Cal would do really well with that. I think that I'm just, I'm proud of you for going on a limb like two weeks in a row and picking Kentucky as your. I'm upset. doubling down. I'm doubling down. <laughs> Shea Gilgis, man. Shea Gilgis Alexander is officially penciled in as my guy. What a um, risk to take Kentucky to to go off and and win big games in March. Like I've I just never seen anything like crazy. it. Crazy. <laughs> I'm so I'm so bold. I mean, that's just what I do. 
I think Kentucky ends up having a pretty good NCAA tournament after what's been a, a really impressive SEC tournament run. I think this is one of Cal's best co- coaching jobs that he's ever done. And really, this is a team. Yeah, no, I think that I th- I think it ends up being one of those. I think considering right. where they were a few weeks ago, and you have five star kids that don't know how to play together and don't really want to play defense, and what they did in the S- in the SEC tournament, I thought was really indicative. And I thought <sighs> if he can get them to play at that kind of level in the NCAA tournament. They're going to be I, an extremely tough out. If they shoot like they've been shooting, they they Kentucky makes so many shots that other teams don't consistently make. They just they make the routine look routine instead of like exceptional. You know what I mean? Like like they shot against Bama, and I know this is like one example, but they they shot eighty nine percent from three in the second half. Eighty nine percent. You're you're not beating Kentucky by by when that happens. That's no just, one is. I mean, like. Fair. It's it's crazy, and they shot eighty one. They shot eighty one percent from the field in general in the second half. So if they continue that, yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. Forget about it. So I guess I kind of, I well, I I went into my um my, my SEC team that's going to go the furthest. I think it ends up being Kentucky, and I almost almost put in Tennessee to go the furthest. But I think Tennessee in the same bracket as Kentucky. I think that's a really tough draw. I do think Admiral Schofield is going to be a force in March, but facing Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati defensively is just so good. And right. like Virginia, I think that's going to be a really tough matchup. So um, that's that's who I'm going with. That's that's my last prediction that I'm going to throw out there. Tennessee goes the farthest? No, that Kentucky goes the farthest, but Tennessee comes really close and gets to the Sweet 16 and ends up still having a really solid NCAA tournament. So I have – I like Auburn in the first round. I don't think they get by Clemson. Clemson's got a great D-line. Dabo has done a really good job recruiting. Deshaun so, Watson. Yeah, yeah like, I don't see him getting by them. Bama loses the first round. I don't think Florida gets by St. Bonaventure. Arkansas gets the Sweet 16. I, I think Tennessee. I don't. So I have Texas beating Cincinnati. Ooh, shocking yeah. smart. I mean, Cincinnati should have lost today to Houston. Houston's a good team, though, too. They are a good team. Um, Sampson. <laughs> also a very good point. That being said, I think Tennessee, I've said it, going into the SEC tournament, they're the most consistent team in the entire conference. Yep. And I hope if you're listening, and this is specifically to one person on Twitter today who got real upset about me making jokes about Tennessee losing that, that title game and said, no one listens to your podcast. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Them's are fighting words, brother. Wow, coming in hot with that. Yeah. So if you're listening, sir, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, that being it. said, I still think Tennessee is the best team in the conference, and they should have won today against Kentucky. I think they get the furthest in the uh, in the tournament out of any that's, SEC team. It's a tough team. Tennessee just keeps coming back. They keep fighting. That's that's just what they do. Rick Barnes, Champions of life, dude. Five star hearts. You don't. It just you don't find that everywhere. That's what they do. Well, get these predictions written in stone. We will stand by them, of course. Or pen and pencil. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be coming back. We got a quick turnaround too. We got a quicker turnaround than people in the NCAA tournament. That's true. Uh, we're gonna be coming back for our usual uh, Wednesday podcast. We're gonna be talking football. We're also gonna be talking a few other things that we weren't able to get to NCAA tournament wise. It's gonna be a great show. But um, yeah, just make sure that none of our predictions you actually remember because then we can just sound really smart and make up no, certain things and pick. Disagree. Pieces. Tune in on Wednesday because we're gonna come in with some fire takes. They're gonna be, you're gonna to wanna to put these down in pen or pencil or stone for your bracket. Yes, and bracket, fill out one. If I say <laughs> nothing else to you, fill out one bracket. Just if I say that. anything to you, fill out as many as you can, gamble as much as you can going into the tournament. Love it. Love fill it. a lot. Good stuff. 
good stuff. And remember the one one more thing that you need to remember. Chris, what do you need to remember? Is it Call to Good City? No. Oh, Call, call to Good City. And, and <laughs> it just means more. It just means more. Thanks, guys.